Hey guys, my name is Ben Berman and welcome to the Starting It Up podcast where I interview all types of entrepreneurs uncovering actionable steps and inspiration that you can use to build your business, your side hustle, whatever it is that you're trying to create and live the life you've always wanted. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Today we have Mark Metry, who is someone that I'm actually really excited to have on. I've been following his stuff for quite a while. He has one of the top 100 podcasts in the world. It's called Humans 2.0, where he interviews you know really incredible people like Seth Godin, Gretchen Rubin, Naveen Jain, others uh, that are really exceeding in, in whatever type of field they're in. This is all about personal development, self-development, really becoming the best version of yourself that is out this possible. And you know, Mark's a huge proponent of all that and you know he's been an entrepreneur since he was in high school he he started a minecraft server that took off uh, sold it uh, began a, a virtual reality marketing agency but what i think he's really really passionate about is helping other people you know uncover their strengths and really have their life take off and be exactly where they want so i'm going to hand it over to you mark tell us a little bit more about you know your bio bring us uh, up to speed o- over to where you are right now thanks for having me on your show ben and um you know, I'm just a 21-year-old kid that, you know, really cares about a lot of things. And, you know, some of those things are um, health, uh, mental health, technology, business, opportunity, mindset. And so, you know, once I sort of had those interests, I, you know, just started whatever I could in the real world to, you know, help me excel in that industry. And, um, you know, so I, like Ben said, I, I host this podcast called Humans 2.0. It's all about developing yourself in 2019 in a world of um, misinformation and misconfusion. Um, but, you know, still the greatest time to be alive. So, you know, I'm just happy that I can participate in that every day. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's an awesome goal. And I can see that, you know, you're doing already so much of that. Uh, you know, I'm following you on Instagram, LinkedIn, you're just posting great content. I, I really agree with the sentiment as well that right now is actually like the best time to kind of be around. Although there are so many crazy things going on, you know, the opportunities have never been greater for, for pretty much anything that you want to do. And um, yeah, it just it just, you know, as, as a podcast host myself, I'm always looking to, to learn uh, to get better. So I kind of view a lot of what you do as uh, as pretty inspirational and, and try to learn as much as I can. Um, but can you quickly just let's take a step back because I think this will be actually really helpful for everyone listening. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, your life story, how you got to the point where you started this Minecraft server at 15 uh, that became one of the biggest ones in the world and actually explain um, to everyone out there who's listening who might not be familiar with what that is, exactly what that is, and then also, you know, why and how you kind of went on to to start VU Dream, a virtual reality marketing company. Um, and then, you know, after we do, after we do that, we can go dive into kind of more of the podcast stuff that that you know I, I think everyone is uh, is really excited about. Yeah, so I mean, I'll just tell you a little bit about my life story. So, um, so I was born in 1997 in Boston, East Coast of the United States, and my parents immigrated from Egypt just a year before I was born after winning the green card lottery. And, you know, so we didn't really have, you know, that much money, but, you know, my, uh, my parents really hustled and they grinded it out immigrant style, kind of, you know, working our way to, um, better and better apartment buildings. And so, you know, I had a great childhood. I had a great, 
Uh, I have great parents, uh, great family, all that stuff. And, um, you know, when you're in that kind of household, that immigrant household, yeah, you become, you unconsciously become a crafty and very resourceful kid. And so, you know, people, people always ask me like, you know, how did you do the things that you did when you were younger? And to be totally honest with you, I have no idea. It was very much a, um, you know, just like an intuitive path. And, you know, to be honest with you, um, I never really thought twice about my Minecraft server, which we'll get to, until I went on my first podcast in like late 2017. And they told me, they were like, so, you know, we heard you had a pretty big Minecraft server. And, you know, at first I was like, wait, like, who cares? Like, like, why do you guys want to know about it? But, you know, later I figured out it was, you know, something of significance. And so, um, you know, as I got older, um, like when I was 10, 11, 9, that age, um, I ended up, you know, getting some, you know, physical health issues. Um, you know, when I was born, I, um, I almost died from a uh, bacterial wow. infection. And, um, you know, so, so I had a, a few chronic illnesses that ultimately all stem from autoimmune. So things like uh, asthma, um, IBS, um, not being able to sleep, um, you know, nothing too serious, but, you know, things like allergies, rashes, like, you know, not, it's not like I was in the hospital every day, but, um, you know, that, that's the kind of kid that, um, that I was. And so, you know, when I look back at my life and, you know, as my parents started to, you know, work their way up, um, you know, from being, you know, a, uh, an immigrant, um, you know, they, they started to make some money. My dad eventually um, went from an employee at his store to, um, to actually owning that store. And so, you know, we started to make a bit of money and, you know, we moved to, um, you know, better and better schools and eventually we ended up settling down in, you know, this town in Western Massachusetts. And, you know, it was a great town, very small town. Um, but you know, there was no kind of diversity. And so, you know, I was this kid that you know, I'm not even from Egypt. I was born here, but my parents are from Egypt and, you know, there was everyone else in that school was white. There was no other, you know, sorts of minorities. So, um, you know, that began the journey of the decline of, um, uh, my mental health because it gave me this feeling that I was never going to be good enough that I am always going to be a different person in the room. People are going to, um, you know, look at me strangely. And, you know, that combined with my physical health issues and some bullying and, you know, some other things along those lines, not taking care of my health because I wasn't conscious of it. Um, you know, I just thought that the diseases that I had were, you know, just things that I was born with. They were just things that, you know, God, quote unquote, had just kind of given to me. And so, you know, throughout my like teenage years from maybe ages like 10 to um, all the way until after I graduated high school, 18, I lived inside of a mental prison in my own head. And, you know, I had a wide variety of social anxiety issues. I didn't really talk to people that much. I didn't really have any kind of deep relationships. Um, you know, I didn't play a sport. I, I didn't do anything collaborative. And so, um, you know, 
what ended up happening and the way that I sort of coped with that, Ben, was I got on the internet when I was really young. So I, you know, I have memories when I was 11, 12, going online, um, going online and, um, you know, just trying to learn things. I learned how to code and, you know, eventually I ended up uh, finding YouTube. And I originally found it because, um, I originally found it because I played a lot of video games. That was kind of like my favorite pastime hobby thing. And, um, you know, I'd go on YouTube because I'd want to know how to get better at, at the game. So I could, you know, beat, beat like my friends online. And eventually that ended up me, um, making YouTube videos. And, you know, I was like this 12 year old kid, um, you know, ultimately my YouTube channel has something like 35,000 subscribers. And, um, and this is like back in 2000 and, uh, like 11, this was before YouTube was kind of YouTube. So I was just kind of like this kid on the internet posting like these, uh, videos from video games that I had played. And, um, you know, that eventually <laughs> led me to discovering a game called Minecraft. And, you know, within the first day of me playing Minecraft, I, I joined with one of my friends and, um, you know, he told me that, uh, you know, he told me that it was a pretty cool game and eventually I got on and we joined some multiplayer servers and I realized that, you know, all those servers just sucked. They, they were lagging or, you know, they weren't really that fun. And so, you know, the next day I ended up starting my, um, Minecraft server. I just Googled how to do everything. Wow. You know, I wasn't some kind of techno wizard and, um, you know, after I started the server, you know, I began to, you know, grow it out. People started to join. We got smarter. And then eventually, um, you know, to keep this story short, I ended up, you know, starting the world's number one Minecraft server, uh, made a tremendous amount of money from not having any money at all, kind of sort of like overnight. And, um, and yeah, and, you know, honestly, throughout that entire experience, the thing that I learned is that, um, and I believe that this is what helped me break out of my mental prison later on in my life. But, you know, I looked at, um, you know, the, the server and I looked at the money that I was making. It was, um, you know, six figures. And, you know, I came from sort of like this American dream immigrant mentality of, you know, after you graduate school and you go to college and then you get a degree and then you get a six figure salary. Um, then, you know, all your problems will be gone and, you know, you'll be happy. But, you know, when I was in high school and I was 15 years old, I had already hit that point and I still viewed myself as the same loser kid. And so I didn't really understand that at that time, but what actually had happened is I had achieved society's definition of success or at least my definition. And so, you know, I just started, you know, becoming even more confused. Obviously I didn't understand this back then. But, you know, it sent me even a, you know, worse uh, spiral of even more anxiety. And, um, and then eventually when I ended up going off to college, that became depression. And so, um, yeah, I mean, those were kind of the, the circumstances that shaped me and who I am today. Wow. Yeah. So, you mean, that's, that's a great story. It's very powerful. And there's so much there that I want to 
<laughs> to to unpack. Um, so I'm gonna I'm actually just gonna kind of start with you know the, the thing that you mentioned about you know the immigrant mindset. I think that's so true. Uh, you know my parents uh, actually immigrated as well. Right. Um, so you know growing up you, you're always you, you know you don't you don't take things for granted. You know you know that you know although I was born in this country I I always think that you know I'm very lucky. You know I'm blessed to be here. Um, and if you want to progress you always have to to work hard and work on yourself. Um, and I know people you know like Gary Vee always talk about how it's mm-hmm. actually a blessing. Um, to, to have that kind of mindset so you know I fully agree and, and it's and it's so ev- evident that you know just so many people who are um, you know immigrants or, or children of immigrants end up doing great things because they just they just think about things differently and, and they don't you know they're they're a lot less likely to be complacent and they always want to improve um, so that's you know it's an awesome uh, thing that you mentioned it's a very common thread um, one thing I do, I do want to ask is you know so many, so many people, um, you know, are on this, are on like the other side. You know, they, they're young, uh, like you were in high school. They want to be rich. Can you kind of just, you know, quickly maybe just tell us how it feels? Like, you know, like you said, you made a ton of money when you were so young. Like, like what does that feel like? I, I know it wasn't as, like, it wasn't actually fulfilling, but because you know your personal development hadn't actually matched up to um, your expectations, you know, but. For everyone out there who, you know, hasn't had that kind of monetary uh, success and always like kind of dreams about it, although necessarily maybe they shouldn't necessarily dream about that. What what is that feeling like? You know, what has that kind of allowed you to do? How does that change your life? Um, just speak about that like a little bit, just because that's, you know, someone out there who's listening to this is like, oh, yeah, he made a ton of money. And now he's saying his life kind of sucked. But like, whatever, give me a ton of money. And then, you know. You know, I'll I'll say the same thing. It's it's hard to it's hard to resonate right. to believe that, but you know, it's definitely true. Can you just kind of tell us like how that felt, um, like the positives um, of that, and like what it allowed you to do moving forward yeah. in your life? So that's a great question, Ben. Um, so you know, when I look back at my life, I was and still am not somebody that is motivated by money, and um, you know, I think that's because. You know, my parents always taught me when I was a kid to, you know, focus on the right things, to, um, you know, choose people over money and to not make short term, um, you know, decisions. And, you know, honestly, the way that I answer that question is like, you know, throughout my entire life, I never like genuinely even thought that I could do this. Like, um, like I thought that if you were rich, you know, you were like a different kind of person. And, you know, that just wasn't for me. But, you know, the the only thing that I did think about is, you know, as a kid, I had a, you know, a pretty rampant imagination. Um, I would be imagining things 24 seven, you know, I have, you know, I was very creative in that sense. And so, you know, to answer your question, the only thing that I wanted was, um, you know, when I like, I'll give you an example or like a little story. Um, You know, so my parents and I and my family, my sister, we used to, you know, drive to and from this place that was on the highway like every week. And, you know, on the side of the highway, there was this place called Outback Steakhouse. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, it's a a chain steakhouse. And, you know, this isn't about this is about when I was like 10, 11, 12. I. Um, you know, when I was sitting in the car and I looked at that Outback Steakhouse, I had actually, you know, never had steak before my entire life. And I always wanted to. And I just, <laughs> I just had like this feeling that, 
you know, steak was going to be my favorite food ever. And so, you know, I couldn't have told you this at the time, but, you know, un- unconsciously or subconsciously, my brain would just like use my imagination to, you know, get me and be like, oh yeah, man, you know, when you walk in, like the steak must taste like this. And, you know, I, I obviously knew at that time, the reason why we didn't was because, you know, steak is pretty expensive for at least, you know, the time that the money that we were making. And so, you know, I just started mm-hmm. to, you know, use my imagination be like, man, you know, imagine what it would feel like to walk into that restaurant and, you know, just order anything off the menu without looking at the price. And so when I was a kid, um, my, my brain was trying to work and using my dreams and imagination to try to get me to a spot to where I was. So, you know, when I started the Minecraft server, I, like, I honestly did not think I'd make any money, but through my, you know, subconscious of what it really wanted, it actually started to open those opportunities for me because I had that spot open in my subconscious. And so when you start making money like that and you weren't expecting it and you grew up without not having it, so you don't really want it, um, cause that's just how the way it works. Um, like it really was just not a big deal to me. And, you know, I didn't even think that it was something of significance. It really was sort of, um, you know, unconscious. And so, you know, I didn't do anything dumb with my money. I didn't blow it on anything, but, you know, I started to experience a little bit of the freedom of having your own money and being able to do what you want. And so when I had that, it actually led me to, you know, I believe more misery than, than comfort because, you know, I know a lot of your listeners, just like you said, are like, yeah, you know, boohoo, you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars when you were 15, yet you had all these mental problems. And, you know, it's just like this, you know, money is, you know, just, just a thing. And, you know, I'm honestly somebody that, you know, values other people. I value honestly influence, reputation and legacy. You know, those are the things that turned me on that I've learned about myself. But, you know, when it comes to money, it just, it was never something that was built in my head. And, um, you know, to kind of paint this picture a little bit before I interviewed this guy named JT McCormick, he's the CEO of this publishing company called Scribe. And he was a guy who literally grew up with nothing. His dad was a pimp. He was abused. He was, he was raped. It just kind of like worst case scenario. And through one thing or another, he ended up hustling and he ended up working really hard, eventually became a millionaire. But then he lost all of his money. And I asked him, I was like, what does that feel like? And he said that, you know, when you grow up broke and, you know, you make money, yeah, it's cool and everything. But then when you lose it, it's just like, you know, like you were best friends with broke. Like it's just not a big deal to somebody that's already sort of experienced that. So I, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You you definitely did. Um, and I actually I listened to uh to your podcast with JT on on the way uh, in this morning. So uh, that's actually awesome that you mentioned it. Um, and and to kind of go back to that, I that was like you know a very powerful episode. And I think the the biggest takeaway, uh, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was that JT just seemed like the guy who was always he was always grateful. He always took responsibility, and you know, no matter what happened, he kept his like mindset positive and when you keep your mindset positive you know anything is possible and one thing i actually want to ask um in this regards to kind of like how you created that minecraft server how you started the podcast how you started all these things is you know 
what what is it about you or, yeah. or how have you developed this bias for action? Because um, yeah. so many people out there are, you know, there's so much good information. There are these podcasts, there are YouTube, there's everything. A lot of people are out there just, you know, taking in content and sometimes they just never really get anything off the mm-hmm. ground. What, you know, what can you say to those people to, you know, I love that have them just understand? Yeah, they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, have, you're never, no one's really ready. Yeah, I have the answer for it. So this is it, man. So, you know, when I had those physical health problems that, eventually transform into mental health problems is, you know, when I was a kid, when I was like in first or second grade, third grade, even I, you know, was unbelievably smart. I won like student of the month, like six times in a row. All my teachers loved me. I would always finish the assignment first. I was just like a really smart kid, but you know, as my health conditions transformed and, you know, as I moved to that school that I told you, um, you know, I, I became a very, very bad student. And it, it, you know, it wasn't like, you know, I would like go walk in and spit on the teacher's face or I'd like fail classes, but just in the more of the sense of like, you know, I would go into the back of the classroom and sit down and then I would knock out, I'd fall asleep because my body didn't have the physical energy to keep me up. And when I was up, I had absolutely zero focus. Like I remember probably when I had turned 19, I actually understood what being focused was up to that point. I was never really focused on anything unless it was, you know, a certain video game. But, um, but, um, but yeah, so I was a bad student in the sense of like, I just got bad grades because I couldn't keep up. And, um, you know, so I got C's and D's and if I was lucky, I got a B. But honestly, what that taught me, man, you know, is the answer to your question, because I learned that, you know, all these kids in school right now um, that, you know, are in their classes and they're taking them seriously and, you know, they're in math class or they're in geography and, you know, they raise their hand to, you know, answer the teacher's question that is just kind of like regurgitation and, you know, taking tests and either passing them or failing them you know, what that actually does is it, it reprograms your brain to look for approval on the outside world because you're always trying to get an A. You're always trying to, you know, pass that test. So, you know, it's a complicated reason, you know, for some people, you know, when you were a little kid and, you know, you got an A on your quiz and, you know, you go home and you tell your mom, She's like, wow, you know, Ben, you're, you're, you're so smart, man. Like I, I love you. And she gives you a hug and then she might even like give you like a treat or a cookie or something. And so what that does is it programs your brain to look for approval on the outside world. And I didn't have any bit of that at all. I was just kind of in my own bubble. So when it came time to actually take action and execute something in the real world, it's just never been a problem for me because I've always just kind of been running it with my own hands all the time. And, you know, because I punted school, I don't have that, you know, need for approval. And, you know, Ben, I literally could not agree more with you, man. I'm really glad you asked me this question because, you know, I, you know, I, I see my friends that I grew up with today that, um, you know, are literally facing this issue right now. They, they are like unbelievably smart people. They are intelligent. They are talented but they haven't done anything with their lives other than sort of like the status quo of going to college because they have that sense of approval because they really hustled when they were younger. And so when it comes to me, I just do, 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 do 
and I think about it later. And I really do believe that's because I completely, um, you know, punted school and I'm not waiting for a teacher to tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm just going to do it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, Mark, that, that definitely does. And, uh, you know, the way you answered it, I think, is uh, it's super interesting because, you know, that's that's not how people kind of think about these things. They don't think about it being, you know, kind of programmed into them from an early age. And now they're here wondering, like, how can I change myself? How can I change myself? But But they have to understand that, you know, this is something that has developed for years and it won't change overnight. You just have to slowly start doing and doing and doing. And, and like you said, you know, that's the way to improve. Um, so, you know, to, to build off of that, what would you, what advice would you have to, uh, for someone who say they're, you know, 17, 18, just finishing up high school and now, you know, the traditional route is going to college. Uh, you know, everyone knows that. And by now it's pretty standard. Like if you want a job, uh, for the most part, or at least for the most part, what people think is you have to go to college. What would you tell someone who isn't sure what to do with their life? Um, as they're finishing high school, like what just kind of generic advice do you have uh, for someone there? Um, and, and uh, yeah, pr- that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, you know, honestly, I think that, you know, it, it's very, very context dependent. And, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like shit on college or anything because, you know, it may not be a great like business deal to pay $30,000 to take a few obsolete classes, depending on the school you want. But, you know, I definitely would not be where I am today if I didn't go to um, college. It, it, you know, expanded my worldview, but, you know, I don't think it's necessary for everyone. And so, you know, I think whether you are going to go to college or, you know, you're not, I think you've got to focus on some of the foundational elements of your life that you are going to carry with you forever. And so, you know, if you take a look at, you know, your, um, you know, your life, you know, what are some fundamental foundations that, you know, you're going to need to have for the rest of your life? And so the first thing that comes to mind for me is, um, you know, your mindset, your, your mind is something that you're going to have with you forever. And, you know, in fact, your mind and your body are the only things that, in the world that are going to be with you in every single damn moment of your life. And so I would recommend people that are young to like really focus on developing their minds and their in a healthy body. And so what I mean by that is, you know, I think there is honestly a impending crisis in America and the entire world. I think it's little kids eating shitty food like Kool-Aid, and cupcakes and muffins that's causing a bunch of behavioral disorders like autism, like ADHD, like all the things that little kids right now are being medicated for. And so, you know, Ben, the, the how I got, like, I'm, I'm actually cured of my chronic illnesses. I went to um, my doctor a couple years ago when I had kind of gone down this re- evolution of myself and all of the illnesses, all of the symptoms that I previously had are now gone. And that's because I really focused on my food, my nutrition, and everyone, you know, there's no such thing as a healthy universal diet. And so research now was saying that the most important thing about yourself is the microbiome. It is this expansive uh, gut microbial network that is in all of your organs. And, you know, you might've heard of it. They're saying that the gut is now the second brain. And, you know, if you just take an example, like, 
Um, have you ever heard of the uh, chemical serotonin? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, depending on who you ask, they're saying that serotonin is this chemical that your brain produces and it's mostly responsible for your happiness, for how you perceive yourself in the world. And, you know, a lot of SSRIs, antidepressants that are being prescribed today, they increase the amount of serotonin. They actually found out that 90% of your serotonin receptors are in your gut. And so I have actually gotten my entire gut microbiome sequenced. And I'm not just talking about like some DNA test because all the DNA tests that are now coming out that have to do with food are complete BS. And the reason is, is, you know, the human body, the, the, you know, our genome only expresses 20,000 human genes. And it turns out that, you know, there are two to 20 million bacterial genes that are being expressed. So, you know, in a way, then we're actually less than 1% human. But when it comes to our microbiome, each one of us, there's less than a 5% similarity. So, you know, a diet that may be good for you may be bad for me. But just kind of like as a general, like nobody should be eating uh, processed crap, like anything that comes in a bag or anything that has, you know, when you flip it on the back, there's an ingredient that you don't recognize. Because if you don't recognize the ingredient, nothing, I mean, your body won't recognize it either. And so I think getting your microbiome sequenced to, you know, tackle your health problems, even if you don't have them, is probably like the best future foundational thing. It completely changed my life. I am, you know, now living symptom free. I haven't been sick in like the last three years. And um, I think it really has to do with the gut microbiome. And then the other part of that is, you know, you've got to do some kind of exercise. You know, and I, I, don't, I don't mean like you got to go to the gym and lift weights, although you definitely should. But I think it's just about finding whatever you possibly can. So, you know, if you're somebody that likes running or maybe you don't like intense physical activity and you want to do something like yoga, I think that's also a good way to um, do that in your body. And, you know, in terms of the, I mean, this is biological, but in terms of kind of like the mindset, um, you know, I, I recommend people to start mindfulness meditation. Um, you know, some people, some people say, um, you know, meditation isn't for everyone. And, you know, I don't think there is anything in this world that is for everyone. But I want to say that mindfulness meditation is a cognitive technology that has been used for thousands of years to get people to stop believing their thoughts. Because, you know, man, most people go crazy when they go older because they actually start to believe their thoughts. Because the average human has 60,000 thoughts a day and 90% of them are identical from yesterday. And when you start meditating, it actually starts to rewire those circuits that you've built in your mind. So whether you're trying to learn a skill or get a new job or start a company or be an entrepreneur, you need to really work on, you know, literally your mind. And so, you know, the best exercise for your mind, one of them is mindfulness meditation. So I think, you know, focusing on those things are really, really important. And, you know, two last things that I want to say is, you know, you've really got to focus on sleep, especially younger kids. Like you've got to be sleeping, you know, I, I don't even want to say seven to eight hours. I just want to mostly say eight hours, but you know, everyone is different. And so, you know, prioritizing your sleep every day, like as if, you know, you have it on your schedule and it's something that does not get moved. So, you know, for me, I have sleep on my schedule. I go to sleep from 
nine to, and I wake up at 5 a.m., I sleep for eight hours, and that's just non-negotiable because, you know, sleep is of the utmost importance. And, you know, probably the last thing that I'll say, Ben, is um, you've got to start building your personal brand on social media. You've got to start networking with people, and you've got to use the internet to do that. You know, if you are somebody who's lucky enough to, you know, be born in an awesome family with an awesome environment that has connections, you know, go for it. But, you know, you've, we're also living in a time where anybody in the entire world can now build their own network. And, you know, your network then translates in the future to, you know, potential business opportunities, to um, just you learning, uh, because people actually, you know, want to help you in your life, but they have to know that you exist. And using social media, starting your own personal brand, you know, even if you don't necessarily have anything to say, but, you know, you're just sharing what you learned. Like, you know, for my podcast, um, you know, I, you know, now I kind of like am more forward towards the camera and now I try to teach people stuff. But, you know, at first I didn't and I just interviewed people and showed their lessons. And so I think if you focus on things that you're going to carry with you your entire life while you're young, you're going to be way ahead of the rest. And, you know, you're going to thank your your future self for sure. Awesome. Mark, that was, I mean, there was so much value in there that, I mean, if, if I would try to unpack it, we would, we would be here for hours. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just kind of quickly glance, uh, kind of reinforce a lot of what you said. I think that, you know, focusing on mind and body is so, so key. Uh, personally, that's something that, you know, that's my biggest focus for this year, for probably the oh, rest yeah, of my sorry. life. Can I say something? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was just going to say that um, if anybody is actually going to take their health seriously and you want to get your, um, your entire microbiome sequence. I actually interviewed this guy named Naveen Jain, episode 139. And he's like this billionaire that came from like the streets of India. And he actually, he has a space company, the, the world's only space company that has authorization to land on the moon. And oh, wow. you know, I, I personally believe he's going to be the next trillionaire. But he also started this healthcare company from. Um, have you ever heard of Los Alamos Labs? I actually haven't. No. Yeah, so it's where the atomic bomb was created by the U.S. government military, and um, and so you know, Naveen went to this laboratory and he found out that the government had spent billions of dollars um, for national defense because they built this tool. In case of, you know, if in America, if there's some kind of like a bioterrorist attack in like a city or something and where, you know, there's some kind of chemical agent that's getting people sick, you know, the government has to know what exactly is going on in your body cell by cell. So Naveen saw this technology and he was like, wait, what if I took this and I reverse engineered it to get people to be healthy? And so I, 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 I like it's actually available today. The company's called Viome. V-I-O-M-E, you know, I've done it for myself and that's how I've become completely disease free and I recommend it for everyone. The default price of it is $400, but if you go to um, viome.com slash friend of Naveen, the billionaire's name, that's the code that he gave me, it'll give you $100 off. So if you've got the money and you're going to take your health seriously, I highly recommend, highly recommend to do that because it's actually the world's only functional microbiome test. All the other ones like Ubiome and all the other ones that you find when you Google it are just stealing people's money. And so I think that could be a really good step if people are interested. 
Wow. Yeah, that's that's super awesome. I've never actually even heard of it. Um, so thanks for mentioning it. I'm definitely going to check that out. And I know, I know as we're winding down, um, I just have one final question. Um, and this regards to, you know, kind of what you were talking about, like building your brand on social media, reaching out to people, and, and mm-hmm. also ties into the fact about how you mentioned that one of the things you really care about in life is, you know, me, like building meaningful connections. Can you give like, just explain to everyone out there, you know, including me, I'm, you know, I'm a podcaster. And one of the things obviously, you know, is you like to, you have to build connections with the people you're talking to, build connections with people on social to then have on your podcast. How, what's, what's like the one piece of advice that you can give everyone to build those meaningful connections, be genuine about it, you know, not be someone who's just trying to get something from someone else. Like what, what have you learned from interviewing all these people and, you know, breaking free from your uh, severe, like social anxiety, all that, that you now know and is really the key to, uh, to doing that. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of you know getting people on your podcast, I think it's all about, you know, climbing the ladder. So, you know, the first, you know, I didn't really get a quote unquote, like big high profile guest on my show until like episode 40. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, footwork that, you know, you've got to, you know, put in and especially now because, you know, there's more podcasts out there than ever. And, um, you know, when people check out your podcast and they see you've only done like five episodes, you know, they're more or less likely not going to join because, you know, they're just going to say, you know, you are like the 99% of people that start podcasts and then end up quitting and they don't want to invest their time in that. And so I think a big part of it is, you know, to keep that in mind and, you know, to really find, you know, where they live on the internet. Um, you like, you know, for me, uh, it's definitely probably like LinkedIn and Instagram. And so you've got to find where these people are living, where they spend most of their time on social media. And you've just got to engage relentlessly with them, like comment on every post, give your genuine feedback, send them messages, do all that kinds of things. And, you know, down the road, you know, that's how you get those doors to open up for you. And so, you know, that's my number one tip for getting guests and in terms of the, you know, social anxiety, um, you know, honestly, so first off, I think health, like everything we just talked about from the microbiome to sleep, to exercising, to finding a stress reducing mechanism like meditation or like yoga. I think those are kind of like the, the pillars because I've actually learned that, you know, anxiety is actually a symptom, not, not for every case, but it's actually a symptom of, um, having an unbalanced microbiome. Um, it's definitely not like that for everyone, but you know, I think, I think mine, my issue was a combination of both. And so, you know, the number one tip that, you know, I can give to anyone, you know, if they want to evolve and, you know, all my, basically all my podcast guests have talked about this, but it is the concept of actually letting yourself face the pain. Um, when I went off to college and I got depressed and uh, I actually became obese, I was over 200 pounds because I was just kind of binge eating uh, myself away. And so, you know, some people will go through that, be over 200 pounds. Like they just like, you know, they will do some kind of behavior that is not in line with their true self. And, you know, they're, they'll look at it in a mirror and, you know, they'll say, Oh yeah, you know, you know, I've gained a couple pounds. It's, it's not too big of a deal. But, you know, I don't, I don't really believe in that approach. I believe that, you know, in order to change something in your life, you've got to become really aware and you've got to become really honest with yourself. And, you know, other than the health part, I honestly believe that, 
the reason why I lived in that kind of mental prison was because I was lying to myself. And, you know, I don't necessarily mean like just directly lying to yourself, but I mean like, you know, doing things and doing certain things and then like forgetting that they happened or I'd push them in the corner of my mind in the dark where I'd never think about them again. And it's just like, you know what, you can live your life any way you want to. It's your life. But I believe that if you really want to develop yourself, you got to look at yourself, you know, in the eyes, in the mirror and just come to terms and be like, hey, you know, maybe I'm not pudgy. Maybe I need to lose a serious amount of weight because I don't want to die from, you know, getting obesity or diabetes. And I think, I think you really have to be honest with yourself. You know, people call it the brutal truth, but you know, if you're living in this ocean of, you know, complacency and comfort and, you know, all the people around you are telling you, Oh yeah, you know, it's not a big, it's not a big of a deal. And you know, they're probably saying that because they love you and they, they mean good things. But if you're living in that, you are never going to grow. And so I think you need to get really honest with yourself. And, you know, for those of you that know what a, uh, Ben, do you know what a chiropractor is? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yes. So for those of you guys that don't know, a chiropractor is, um, like it, it has to do with, you know, aligning your muscle, your, uh, musculoskeletal system and like the spine and, you know, putting you in alignment. And, you know, one of my friends of mine, Billy Allsbrooks, he has this great quote and it says, truth is the chiropractor of the mind. Right thinking sustained long enough will lead you to success. And so, you know, I think that, you know, you really, really need to, um, you know, be honest with yourself and not lie and really look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, come to terms with all the decisions that you've made in your life. Awesome, Mark. And, you know, there we have it. That So much value has been dropped uh, here. Um, I, I think that, you know, everyone listening, you know, just re, re-listen to this, you know, dive deep into everything that, that Mark, that, that you're mentioning. I, I think there's there's just so much there to, to unpack. Um, but, you know, I, you know, as, as we have to go, I, I really want to thank you for, for coming on. Um, one last thing is, uh, we're going to link to, you know, your social profiles, all of that. But if someone wants to directly connect with you, what is the best medium uh, to do so? Yeah, so Instagram, LinkedIn is the best. Or you can email me at mark at vudream.com. All right. Awesome. There you have it, guys. Thanks again, Mark. It was really great speaking with you. Yeah, you too, Ben. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, go rate and subscribe to the podcast. Even share it with your friends if you found the lessons valuable. We do the show every week, so stay tuned for more episodes. And till next time.